0: You're listening to Journeys, a bite sized podcast produced by Kama DC, a nonprofit organization that provides a platform for immigrants in the DMV community to share their stories, skills, and ideas. I'm your host, Marcel Liévano, and today's episode features Kibonen Fee, a Cameroonian woman who spoke at Kama's storytelling night on the theme of adjustment. I am a creative director for Kibone New York, a brand, a fashion, an Afro fused and Afro chic brand, which was launched in 2010. And it was launched after me moving to the United States. I moved to the United States in 2006. 2006. Long story short, one day I just started to pack my things and I was in New York City because when I got to New York, like a week, I said, I was just settling down at home. And then after one week, I was like, okay, I need to go into the city. So one of my friends, she called me and she was like, she wanted to go buy some stuff. So she, she went, we went to Lexington Avenue. I can never forget. We got out of the train, went to Lexington Avenue. I was just looking at everything, it's like so weird, like so strange. Then I went back home. And then on Monday morning, I was like, you know what? I have to go look for a job. So I went, I was walking the streets. Fortunately, I had gotten some paperwork. I was walking the streets of of Lexington Avenue, getting into all the stores, writing down applications, filling it up. Ended up finding myself in Bloomingdale's on 59th Street. So, like, coming from the village I come from back home, like, Bloomingdales is like heaven. It's like the sky. It's like, where is this? You know, I get into Bloomingdales and I'm look, I mean, this is the flagship store on 59th Street. I'm look, I can I was looking at every place like, like really, like this, oh my goodness. So I walked through and I, I met one African guy from Syria Leone. And he he asked him, I said, no, he asked me if I wanted to buy something. You know how like there, they are overly friendly and so nice. They can make you spend all the money you have without even planning. (laughs) So he's like, do you want to buy something? Do you like perfumes? Like, I'm like, what? No, I'm not trying to do any of that. I'm just walking by. I'm actually job hunting. She's like, oh, do you? He was like, do you not like what I'm doing? I'm like, what are you doing? I have no idea what you're doing. So he's like, he's a, he's a model. He's a fragrance model and this and all of that. And he thinks I can do it. I'm like, but I've never done it before. He's like, never mind. I'm going to do a resume for you. So this guy does my resume and everything. And in like three days, I was called up for an interview. Long story short, I sold myself very Because basically, you just have to sell yourself how you sell the products. That's how I got the job. I started doing that job and it was just one thing after the other. I grew, I eventually became a manager for one of the the big brands there, Procter & Gamble. But still, I had not found myself. That was not what I wanted to do. So initially, I had wanted to do an MBA. So I was trying to do my, my GMAT you know, I wanted to go to Columbia University, NYU, I was in all of that space. And then I could not get the GMAT for my to save my life, you know. I just couldn't pass the GMAT. So I was like, okay. Um, I was in fashion I was like why don't I go to fit fashion school and study like something related to fashion and whatever so whenever the guy I was dating at the time he was like mm, fashion is for losers you can't go do fashion you want to do fashion because you can't pass your Gmat and all of that oh my goodness I'm like okay no problem so I moved from working at Bloomos to working at SAT so at SAT we can dress up more um, Fun, not just in solid black so there I was a little bit more experimentative with my dressing so I had gone to Cameroon for vacation right and when I got there I started appreciating the the things we wore back there which we thought wearing them was like from the village you know so I started appreciating I started looking at it with different eyes. And I said, for me to be able to stand out in a city like New York, where everything is fast, everybody's just trying to be like everybody else, we are consumed with the designer brands, this, like, there's a search for identity when you're in New York. So I was like, the only way I can stand out is to wear these, my traditional clothes, and, you know, adapt them to the city life. So that was what I did. I did one dress for myself there. And I came and I went to work one day. Like, these ladies were coming to me. They wanted the dress. And, you know, what really stood out for me was the fact that two people asked me if I bought the dress from upstairs. Remind, remember, I'm working at Saks on Fifth Avenue, right? And they're like, did you buy the dress from upstairs? I'm like, upstairs? Like Chanel, Burberry, Dolce Gabbana? Are you kidding me? But that never left my mind. I was like, if... She can see this dress and think it's coming from upstairs. Then it can really come from upstairs. Why not? That was my journey in fashion. Talk about adjusting. Talk about recreating your world. But then when I got into it and everybody who now saw me told me, this is what you've always been created to be. You know, there's always been something about you which we could not really place a finger. But right now, we think this is really who you are. This is really what you're supposed to be doing. So I just kept growing in it. It was a territory I knew nothing about. Then I decided to go back to school to study, to really understand fashion because now I'm seeing the Gucci, the Chanel, the everybody, you know, you know how like in in such you see the runways going on. And every time I will just sit there lost completely watching it. But yeah, so I had to move from being a a, a banker to now being a, 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 working in retail fashion and now to becoming a fashion designer. So it was a whole turnaround for me. But the beautiful thing is, I adapted really quickly. And when I got to know about fashion and what fashion is all about, I realized that in Africa, we need structures to develop and fix the industry of fashion because there are so many tailors there, so many people who are skilled and can use their hands. But because it's not a structured industry, because it's an industry which back home, I'm not a proud fashion designer, sorry to let you know. They say that you're not successful until you've done things that transform others' lives, until you've done things that go beyond you. So I decided to set up a factory in Cameroon where I eventually hired about 70 people. So the one thing that stands out for me throughout my journey is the fact that I've always been very passionate about doing things differently, doing things to be able to help people doing things that involve so many people. Because I always say this, if I was, a, a, if I had set up my factory in, in America, I would have definitely been maybe a millionaire by now. But taking it to Africa comes with so much challenges. So you have to really be about purpose. You have to really be about trying to help people. You have to really be about trying to do something different, you know, Thank you to Kibonin for sharing her story and to our listeners for joining us today. If you wish to be featured on a future episode of Journeys, write us at www.comadc.org.